episode of Go Bayside, the Saved by the Bell podcast, as you know, where I have a friend come over and watch an episode of Saved by the Bell with me, and then we critically deconstruct it for you, the listener. And today's guest is the lovely and talented Karen Kilgara. <laughs> Hello. Who really did me a solid because she never watched the show when it was on. This is the first full episode you've seen, right? That's exactly right. And, and it changed her life. I'm really different now. I'm definitely a Republican. <laughs> There's all these changes inside of me. Okay, well, the, the episode we just watched... Uh, is an episode called House Party, and the original air date is October 6, 1990. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. So um, we're well into season two now. So what, as I like to do, you go ahead and tell us like the general plot points, and then we'll really get into it. And this will also give me a chance to eat the delicious cookies that you brought over. Okay. Um, let's see. Here's how this went. So there's this nerd named Screech <laughs> who is an incredibly gifted actor uh, and didn't seem like a like he had brain damage at all. Um, and his mother, Ruth Buzzy, who is among our more subtle actresses of Hollywood, <laughs> decides to go on a vacation to Graceland. And she gives him a big, long list of things he's not allowed to do while she's gone, uh, including having a house party, having girls over. And a bunch of other comedic things that make a long list. And um, simultaneously, which might be the B plot, I'm not sure if this is the A plot or the B plot, um, He there's a girl who is Tori Spelling who you know she's a nerd because she has glasses mm -hmm. and braids. Right. The classic Hollywood um, sign that you're ugly or a nerd mm -hmm. is if you have glasses and your hair is in some kind of weird... Um, configuration and she has a, an abusive nerd boyfriend <laughs> who i feel like i recognize that actor from something else i don't i didn't recognize him but i, I will say yeah her abusive nerd boyfriend who by the way is named max nerdstrom like yeah who no one no last <laughs> names ever in history have the word nerd in them well also it's like are those are the writers on the show phoning it in are they using a computer program is it like, if you're tough, your last name is Strengthstum? Or, you know what I mean? Like, is that pretty much... Right. Did, were they really just trying to lay it out for the kids on Saturday morning? They or? really do, because he... Other nerd... I mean, there's, like, another nerd on some other episode named, like, Poindexter. Like, it's so right. by the book, nerd. Yeah. And also, they... Um, there was, a, like, that... Nerdstrom had a friend bring the dog in near the end. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. And he was also a nerd. And you can tell because he had curly hair and a bow tie. Right. And, of course, glasses. Glasses. Glasses, glasses always. For sure. Yeah. So there was a real... Um, there was a lot. There was a real serious cast system in Bayside. Yes. I feel that there was a very clear cut groups. Um, because also Slater kept calling um, Zach Preppy. Preppy. That's what... Yeah. That's what he always calls him. As opposed, and what is Slater besides a thirty-eight-year-old man at a junior high? Besides the most ripped fifteen-year-old you're besides ever supposed the to believe most roided existed. out child exactly. in all of history. Well, he, I guess, he's cool because to Slater always calls Zach Preppy, which he thinks is an insult. I guess because Slater, I guess, is like the cool, suave guy. He is okay, right? Who's different? To me, Preppy is like ideal. Right. I'm like, yeah, he's a preppy and he owns it and that's good. But well, and also Slater... he's so much cuter. Like that idea that Slater, I remember 
um, somebody telling me about or, or seeing it or whatever and finding out that Mario Lopez back in the day that Mario Lopez was like the hunk of that show. Right. And just being like, who is according to who like right. what girl i think he's not only like physically threatening like right. he looks like a crazy doorman <laughs> that's like wandering around a junior high and then then like the creepy dimple and the dead eyes like it's a bad combination and then a right. straight up mullet right like the, but he's the hawkeye and the blonde one is supposed to be like well, they're not supposed as to be like the dueling hawkeyes okay. like the, the backstory zach owns the school zach morris is the king of the school and then when slater comes in he's like his first real competition for like coolest guy in school okay so they're supposed to kind of be like dueling hawkeyes okay yeah Right, that's how it usually was. Sure, of course. They would, <laughs> they would duel. And they would also often, you know, in junior high when you would constantly hook your thumbs into your jean pockets yeah. while you were talking in a large open group. Yeah. A group that was cheated out to camera very, constantly. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing I noticed was, oh, he's the star of this. Clearly it's year two, but he still has nervous acting hands. Right. Like he just Aww, did not know right. where to put those hands. Right. And also most, I mean... I'm of the theater, so sure. a lot of the, a lot of this show offended me, um, and <laughs> one of the main reasons was almost all of the care and their kids. I mean, it really did feel like a a play. It right. felt like it felt like they were all in the kitchen thinking this up, and then they came into the living room to show us <laughs> perform it for their parents. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Right, right. Because a lot of them would be like, "This is my line, but it's gonna end like this." Is like right. they either ran out of air or they were just swallowing it. Like they were like, I shouldn't really be talking. Right. Like they were clearly nervous. Right. I think. Except for, of course, Elizabeth. Think, what's her name? Who's Berkeley? It truly looked like they intercut showgirls. Like she looks she, as old she as she has is. So much makeup on. So she much does makeup. look like so much older than the rest of the cast. And they're of. They're supposed to be. Well, now I guess they're like sixteen because or fifteen or sixteen. Some of them, and I think they're of age. Maybe slightly older. I think maybe they were 17 and 18 when they were playing. They're still teenagers, but she definitely looks like a 30-something mom. Yeah, she looks kind of yeah. like a haggard waitress yeah. in Arizona. <laughs> She's, like, working for those tips. But also, that's the bias of... I really do love Showgirls. It's so entertaining, right. and I'll watch it anytime it's of course, on. But yeah. It's seeing her in this is just like... Was that what... Did Paul Verhoeven direct Showgirls? Yes, I think so. Because it, the first thing I thought was like, now I see what Verhoeven saw in her. <laughs> even like, then, even as he was watching so Sam of the Bell, he was like, one day, just those old pervy directors in Hollywood totally. that are like, yeah, I'm gonna watch some of the kid shows and see who I can pull up through the ranks as the new right fucking you know get naked in my movie once barely legal jail bait yeah career exactly. is over yeah disgusting business. So anyhow. <laughs> Uh, Tori Spelling was the girl nerd that had an abusive boyfriend um, who then she wanted to go out with Screech and so then they kind of got together and then the boyfriend was mad but the boyfriend was the richest nerd in Bayside yes they said that at one point yeah then um, they the girls went over to see what the boys were doing at the house at Screech's house by themselves they did a wonderful lip sync to Barbara Ann Barbara Ann yeah that was not embarrassing at all. But as you pointed out, they were wearing Kanye glasses. They were wearing. They were way ahead of their time. They were yeah. wearing those like striped Kanye glasses, and everything was a little neon. Yes. And um, again, Screech just makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to look at him. <laughs> I don't want to watch him talk. I feel like he's not in control. He's not of himself of what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, no, he doesn't know what he's doing, and he kind of it's like you know he would <laughs> he would often do things where like he's making faces when the 
someone else is talking and the camera's kind of on them, but he's like in the background setting his face for the next reaction. Oh, right. Totally. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, Or it's yeah. just like this person isn't, you know, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt on the third, third Rock from the Sun was a child actor, but in the best kind of child actor way where it's a child actor like able to play an adult, able to do the job he's supposed to do. Right. Screech can't play a nerd 15-year-old, believably. Even though that's what he is. Even that, though, that's... It's him. It's, it's, they, it's basically they wrote a part for him. Right. And he can't do it. Right. It's so uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and pain and painful. And so I hope the porn thing works out better. Um Ruth Buzzy plays the mother. Right. And, and they go to oh, town. Oh, we mentioned that. Okay. So, and then, so they, so the girls, Tori Spelling, the nerd, in all the hubbub after the girls watch the lip sync, Tori Spelly, Spelling breaks Ruth Buzzy's precious um, Elvis, Elvis statue. Elvis That's statue. right. And Screech faints. Yes. Immediately. Immediately faints. and like Because he do. takes it literally. The mom said... I would die if something happened to this, and he takes it a hundred percent literally. Right, which then is a dream sequence with Ruth Buzzy, him trying to glue the statue together. Ruth Buzzy floating in, uh, tiptoeing in uncomfortably, dressed as an angel, explaining that she died, and then she says, "You don't have to explain it to me. You have to explain it to him." And then the principal, which I didn't know was the principal until yeah, you told I had to me, tell you it was building. The principal comes in dressed as Elvis, doing an Elvis thing, which I knew it must be a cast member. Because of the dead eyes. Right. I knew right. if it was a real Elvis impersonator, there'd either be sunglasses or some, they'd be doing a bunch of stuff. But instead it was a man in a costume with dead eyes. Yes. Halfway doing something. Yeah, right. So I was like, okay, this has got to be someone's dad. Right. Or someone, a teacher of some kind. And it was. <laughs> right. Um, so we got a lot out of that scene. It was very, there was a lot of symbolism. Mm-hmm. Um angels representing the afterlife which is kind of about what are these ki- what are these kids going to do when the show ends right Pro- tons right, of drugs sure. probably uh that's what i saw it as it was, sure. I was like you're all headed toward this elvis state mm-hmm. of near near death right uh drug-induced fried peanut butter sandwich death <laughs> get ready this is a glimpse into your future uh, <laughs> yep take a look screech we could just put that statue down and look at your hideous future um so that was moving and then, so then they have to figure out a way to get money to buy the new statue. Right. Then, very foreshadowing, Lisa Turtle says, I'm all about shopping or something like that, who then later became a compulsive shopper that I saw. Oh, well, that's always her, th- like, that's her character is that she's just fashion obsessed. Like, the only thing she cares about is clothes. Well, that, but it turned out to be true in real life. Did you ever see that thing? It was like one of the early My my Strange Obsessions or no. it may even be been earlier than that series. But they did a thing about her compulsive shopping as her now where she is in. I had no idea. Massive amounts of debt. <gasps> does hasn't really worked since that show. Right, right. And her house she's like a hoarder her house is filled with brand new things and she goes to shopping every day i had no idea it was that she was a hoarder in real life yeah that's like one of the first things i ever learned about say by the bell was lisa turtle's hoarding shopping compulsion i'm gonna have to find that online it's that pretty episode. amazing it's it's upsetting it's not like because it's that thing where like it's all like the whole the whole la lifestyle is like it's so um exciting and enticing to people but when you're actually in it yeah it really is like what's the newest shirt you have what you are your outfit you are what you look like you are your face you are your hair and so there's those people that get this glimpse they get this taste of like i could be this could be it for me i'm gonna go there and it doesn't fucking happen and that happens 
every day. It happens all the time. We all know people. It's happened to. And then you're left with your, you know, whatever possible mental disorder you might either have or develop or that it's horrifying. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I've seen recent interviews where there were, it's like, oh, she's clearly insane. Yeah. And not like in a funny way, like, oh, she should be institutionalized. Yeah. That TMZ video where she's just kind of, yeah, she looks drugged out. Like she looks like she's, and I don't, whoever was with her and then walked and let her just speak on camera. Yeah. Should she, she should never talk to that person again. Like that's the thing is like, who was that person? The person that would, yes, go to dinner with her, but not protect her from like, from saying insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hideous. Yeah. So there was, that was, we'd say that's the D plot. Is just the internal sadness find- of Hollywood. Oh, oh yes, of course. In every episode, of course. In every episode, that is. It's hanging like a specter yes. in every episode yes, of, of course. Like, the disgusting future. Uh, wait, am I forgetting a, a plot line? No. Um, no. She, so she's got to go buy the statue. And then so they've got to find a way to get the 250 bucks to get this Elvis statue. And then. Um, and of course, every 15 year old solution poker poker yes poker. oh yeah well i have lots of notes about that so yeah this, so they <laughs> get max to play poker with them to try to get the money right but then he lose or they lose to him and they also lose the dog to him yeah they bet the the dog is the pot yeah which you then said which was hilarious when you were like are we so only supposed to be talking about the plot line yeah we're just gonna do and then okay. we'll go like beat by beat of okay, all the good. ridiculous shit good one at that yeah point. um so then he takes the dog screech faints or does what he does something that's distracting and not believable and then then they have to figure out a new plan and the new plan is they're gonna have a party and charge people ten dollars a head yeah even though that's against the rules the long list of rules and then they have the party and then um the mom comes home early right right there's nothing else that happens there and then zach has this perfect plan which actually is super brilliant yeah i kind of love that that was i love that he had a happy anniversary sign waiting all along. Yeah, like so ready that, to go. Yeah, so when the mom walked in and goes, what's happening here? He goes, here's what's happening. And then they it says happy anniversary, and then she immediately isn't mad and is right. so touched, and then they all dance. Yeah, and, and Slater gets to the mall on time, gets the statue. Oh, right, and, and then in the 11th good. hour runs in, right. throws it. Zach catches it dramatically and puts it up, and, it's, and yeah. then everybody's happy. Yeah. Okay, I have a lot. This is an episode close to my heart. As you can see, sitting in my apartment, I am a huge Elvis Presley fan. <laughs> Love Elvis Presley. Would not be, I would also not be pleased if someone broke any of my Elvis collection. Would I die? No, wouldn't die over it. But I'd be, I'd be bummed. Sure. Would you put an angel costume on over I it? Maybe. Die. Yes. Maybe that's yes. what you would do. So yeah, so um, I, and I do like, like it opens in Screech's house, you know, and Zach's there, and the mom, Ruth Buzzy, is like, hey, we're going to Graceland for our anniversary, which is, a, I think that's a thing people would clown on, but, like, it's a thing I'd do. Sure. So at first you think, what, who would do that? Uh, April and whoever she ever dates. Hi, everybody. This is April speaking to you from Space Year 2023. That's right. I'm cutting in here to let you know that it has now been 10 years 10 years, a full calendar decade since I started this podcast, Go Bayside. And as you've probably noticed the entire time, it was very DIY. I was never on a network. There's never been any ads in any of the uh, episodes. And now that it's been 10 entire years that it's been out there in the ether on every possible podcast player for you to enjoy, I am taking the first 
50 episodes and I am archiving them. So episodes 1 through 50 will now only be available on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash April Richardson. If you go there, there are several tiers that I think are very reasonable. Um, the first being just to have access to all of the Go Bayside archive episodes. Um, the rest being to catch up on the new stuff that I'm making should you be interested in hearing me talk about other things that aren't Saved by the Bell related. So there you go. It's been 10 years, you guys. 10 years listening to me talk nonsense about this television show. And uh, now you can join me over at patreon.com slash April Richardson. Or if it's easier for you to remember, you can go to bearmins.com. That is B-A-R-E-M-I-N-S dot com. And you can find all of the old Go Bayside episodes there for you to enjoy. Play until your heart's content. Leave comments. See the photos on my old green couch. Um, join us there, please. And thank you so much for 10 years of supporting Go Bayside.